In the name of Jesus, amen. <clears throat> Unfair. I protest. It's bad to know enough the way TV and films portray ministers as pompous snobs or irrelevant fools. But when Jesus pictures us the way he does in this parable, it's really too much. The Good Samaritan is one of the best known of Jesus' parables. And here the priest and the Levite, religious leaders, clergy, come across as such unsavory and selfish characters who can't take time to help a poor fellow in distress. I protest. I'm tired of hearing about the Good Samaritan. Let's hear it for the priest and the Levite. Maybe these two were on important religious business. And you know that if you happened to touch a bloody or a dead body, you were considered unclean. You couldn't go into the temple, and that was their job. So let's hear it for the priest and the Levite. I bet they had families at home who loved them. Why should they take a chance on such a lonely road? The road down from Jerusalem to Jericho was known as a dangerous highway where carjackers were apt to hold you up, beat and rob you, which is exactly what happened to this man. Maybe these two religious people were exercising good common sense. They certainly knew what the law of God required. You heard it a bit ago. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But somehow, these two decided, not this particular neighbor. Maybe this fellow on the road got what he deserved. Maybe this experience would teach him a lesson. After all, he should have known better than to be traveling alone on this dangerous road. And the Samaritan, he was really taking a chance, stopping to help, especially when he was a foreigner, despised by the Jewish people of the day. Maybe the priest and the Levite were the smart ones in the parable. They had more sense than to put themselves in a situation like this. Maybe the priest and the Levite were the bad guys in the parable. I'll grant that. But at least I can relate to them. I think I can understand why they passed by on the other side. They were ordinary people. They didn't want to be heroes. They didn't want to get involved. They were my kind of people, maybe yours too. Not, not terribly bad, just uncaring. It's reminiscent of a 1964 news story about Kitty Genovese. Maybe you remember that. A 29-year-old woman who was stabbed to death in front of her apartment building in Queens, New York. 
And the original news report said as many as 39 people heard and ignored her cries for help. Recent studies have corrected that story, and we now know that no one saw the entire incident, that a number of people did call the police, and one woman, in fact, came down to the street and cradled the dying woman in her arms until the uh, uh, ambulance came. But that initial TV report so horrified the city and beyond to think that no one, no one was willing to be a good Samaritan to this woman. And so it raised concern about the willingness of citizens to act with kindness and with sympathy, especially in our big cities. And it only gets worse in our day when we hear and read about violence in our cities, especially this past week. Not just ignoring someone who is hurt, but callously, callously taking innocent lives. Frightening. Well, like the priest and the Levite, Many of us complain about how bad things are, but never get around to doing anything to make the world a better place. We know all the right words about loving our neighbor and helping others. We know what the Lord expects from us, but are we willing to go out of our way to live up to those expectations? We may recognize that the community, our neighbors, even our church, all have needs and problems. But we leave it up to some Samaritan do-gooder to respond. Let someone else take care of it, seems to be the attitude. And we get so caught up in our own needs and routines and often don't really see our neighbors and their needs at all. So like the priest and like the Levite, we can be pretty callous and insensitive at times. Like the priest and like Levite, we can be unloving people, ordinary, uncaring, sinful people. But therein lies the beauty of this parable. Despite the preoccupation of the priest and Levite with their own concerns with themselves and what they thought was their religious duty to remain ritually pure, God continues to relate to them and to us. That's important for us, too. While we were yet sinners, St. Paul reminds us, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's not because of worthy church participation or good citizenship. Not because we are good people and great neighbors, 
But while we were sinners, while we often pass by on the other side, ignoring our neighbors near and far, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. You realize, I hope, that the priest didn't get his job because he had a special gift for the priesthood. He was a priest because that's what his father and his grandfather and his great-grandfather did before him. The Levite was a priest's assistant, also working in the temple, because that's the way it had always been in their family and in their tribe. For both, it was a matter of family tradition, an inheritance undeserved. And God didn't kick them out of office. I hope you noticed that. Because of their selfish and and uncaring attitudes. In fact, God hoped to reach people like that, to bring them back to life and to human dignity. That's why Jesus told this and other parables like it, to get the attention of religious leaders of his day. And I wonder if he might be doing the same in our day. We, we are heirs of an undeserved inheritance as well, as unlovely, screeching, squalling infants. God reached out to us in holy baptism. My child, he said. I give you life, he said. There was nothing special about us that caught God's eye as much as we think that our children, our grandchildren, are the most beautiful, the brightest children of all the world. No, this, this inheritance of being a child of God with Jesus' promise of eternal life, this inheritance was and is undeserved a gift from God. And he reaches out to us again this morning in in holy baptism and in the bread and wine of the supper, body, blood, forgiveness, life, salvation, all undeserved. But back to the priest and the Levite. Let's hear it for them. We can relate to them in so many ways, I think. Busy, proper, religious people, our kind of people, like it or not, uh, reluctant, insensitive, slow to catch on to their calling to be a caring human being. And still God reaches out to them with love and grace, as he does to us. He takes us where we are and loves us as we are. If there's to be any change in us, any turning toward others, any care and concern for our neighbors, whoever he or she might be, any willingness to follow Jesus, to be a witness for him, a servant in his name, it will always be 
in response to his love in Christ. It will always be in response because Jesus was our servant who found us by the side of life's road, our good Samaritan, and who laid down his life on the cross for us, bringing healing and hope forever. We can love because he first loved us. And then, and only then, are we free to serve, to be a neighbor, to be a good Samaritan to others around us, always in the name of Jesus. So let's hear it for the priest and the Levite. Unfriendly, uncaring, undeserving, you bet, but still loved by God. And so are we, as the favorite pastor on public television, Mr. Rogers, has asked us for so many years, won't you be a neighbor? In Jesus' name, amen.